Welcome to the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast, a Ball Blast football production. Here are your hosts, Matthew Betts, Matt Okada, and John Helmkamp. Well, hello, listeners. Welcome back in to the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast. Of course, we are part of BallBlastFootball.com. Matt Okada, John Helmkamp, Matthew Betts, back with you all to talk Dynasty as we look toward week three, which is crazy. I feel like we were just doing redrafts like a week ago. Uh, (laughs) Time flies in the NFL. Boys, how are we? We are now officially two weeks into the season. I don't like it. Nope. I don't like it, Betts. Too fast. I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, this is... This is uh, this is the worst part. I feel like yeah. of all of the year is when you start to realize that the season is going by one week at a time, and very soon there will be no weeks left. It's really funny because, especially um, in this godforsaken year uh, that we are in, we waited. It felt like for an eternity, more so than in any other year, for football to come back, and now it's here, and it's like week week three. I'm sorry. Um, that's uh, that's that's less than a sixth of the way through the season already. So what what is happening? I don't. Here's the yeah, thing. Let's just, I don't let's just pause. On Here's this the thing. Pause Listen, here. okay. All the rest of us work year round, except for teachers, which I don't even know what that's about. Why do kids need four months off of school? They should be wow. taught. Those were the days when weird, they grow up. They don't get four months this off is of a work. Weird diatribe that you're on right now. No, it's not, John. What I'm trying to tell you is we should have football year round. Well, Make dude, them play the whole year. Sixteen hey, games. We might, right? Once every three we weeks. We might. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get uh September all the way through January. Well, technically I guess February. Yep. If you get the beginning of the month. Then if the XFL comes back. Ho ho! Let's go. Maybe. Seems unlikely, we'll see. but okay. Yeah, I know. Hey, a, a kick. Fantasy dream, right? XFL? It's like the, yeah, it's like dude, the last year. It's like the varsity, the, DFS. the varsity Mac, basically. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah. The DFS in the XFL was just so easy. I mean, because like you had to just know a- anything about the league and you were going to crush because there was just random dudes playing that like didn't know anything about who was on the field or where they had been in their previous NFL and college career. So uh, it was fun. I miss it. But we're not talking XFL. We were talking NFL. <laughs> we were talking Dynasty on today's show. Very excited about that. Reminder to the listeners, you can follow the show account on Twitter and Instagram at RedshirtsFFPod. You can also follow the, the Ball Blast brand account at BallBlastFB. Check out the website, BallBlastFootball.com. Uh, I'm drinking out of my new Ball Blast mug, as you can see on YouTube. And if you're not watching on YouTube, I mean, come on, you're doing it wrong. Uh, you can get your merch on the site. Uh, very, very cool stuff over there. Be sure to check that out. Boys, let's get into the news. I got great news, guys. Oh, ah! All right. Devonta Freeman is back in the NFL after visiting what felt like 18 teams this offseason. He lands with the New York Giants, sadly, because of Saquon Barkley tearing his ACL. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Fellas, your initial reaction reaction to the signing. What are you looking for here with Devonta Freeman in 2020? I'm not, not much. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, I don't honestly think that any of the guys they have is built to take the full load from Saquon. No. So I think they'll probably do some kind of 
sad, useless rotation between him, Wayne Dion Gallman. Lewis, and Wayne Gallman. Yeah. yeah. Then it'll just be... Honestly, by the way, Dion Lewis has been relevant, I feel like, more recently than Devontae Freeman, even. I mean, or, or I should say efficient more recently than Devontae Freeman. Cause I was going to say, I don't know about that, but... Freeman yeah, had maybe. enough work <laughs> last year to be something, but... Like, Deion Lewis has not been bad when he's gotten carries and catches because he's good at both. Yeah. But, uh, no, I don't want any of these guys because none of them is going to get the full work. No, I'm just I'm just really kind of concerned about this team as a whole and the scoring Ooh. opportunities for that entire offense. Um, it's gross. Like, it's not good. Um, yeah, I, I think that Saquon leaving literally lowers the stock of everybody on this offense. Darius Slayton, Ooh, I don't agree. Evan Ingram. No, I, I think that it goes. I don't think that I don't think that that offense has it in their repertoire to move without Saquon. I feel like they're going to have mm-hmm. less plays per game, less scoring opportunities per game. I, I think those that numbers, part's definitely true. I think those numbers are going down. We'll see, man. I'm excited about Daniel Jones. We talked about him a lot in draft season Ooh. and just being in on him. And at this stage, like. Devonta Freeman is just done. I mean, you look at his numbers last season, 2019, guys. 3.6 yards per carry. Averaged 47 rush yards per game. Sweet. Career yeah. low in ru- nice. <laughs> yards per touch. 40th in elusive rating per PFF behind Sony Michelle. Literally no off-season conditioning program. I mean, if you're expecting anything from Devonta Freeman, you're going to be really upset. Now, he can still catch the football. Is he Saquon Barkley? God, no. Not even half. <laughs> but... That means Daniel Jones, it, it's on his shoulders. And the, the earliest part of the year, the schedule is very scary, as we've seen. But listen to the, the matchups coming up, okay? If we can make it through, like, week three, week four, week five, he gets Dallas. Their defense is struggling. All their secondary is banged up. Washington, Philly, I'll be the first to admit we suck. Then Tampa, that's not great. But then Washington again, Philly again, the Bengals, the Seahawks, whose defense has struggled, the Cardinals, the Browns, like... There's good days ahead for Daniel Jones. And if Saquon Barkley isn't there to take the football, he has to throw. I like Slayton. Maybe Evan Ingram will stay healthy all year. Here's, we'll see. I, I'm excited about Daniel Jones. Uh, there are Blake Bortles days ahead for Daniel Jones. Yes. Thanks. That I'll is what it. I will say. That's but, but to Betts' point, John, <laughs> Blake Bortles was viable for fantasy when he was garbaging it up that one year, especially the Allen Robinson was a wide receiver one. Yep. He uh, like uh, he's not going to throw as many touchdowns. They're not going to be efficient on offense and they're not going to win games. But if he has to throw it 40 plus times a game, he's going to be a, probably like a fringe QB1. I think his ups, upside like overall might be a little bit lower just because this team won't be effective, but he'll like always get QB1 fringe QB1 finishes because he's throwing the ball so much and the garbage points stack up. True that. All right, next piece of news here, boys. Justin Herbert is going to start week three. I'm really excited, and it kind of sucks. Can like, we the reason, just... The reason for it can is we... just unfortunate. <laughs> can we just... Hold up. Like, yeah. what? What yep. happened? Yeah. Dr. Man, please tell me how a yeah. punctured lung happened from the team doc. Well... I- I'm so puzzled. Yeah, I, I feel bad for the Chargers, man, because the reality is with these rib block injections that you get, I mean, the risk is low, but it is there. Someone is sticking a needle in between your ribs to numb the nerve that is causing you pain. And it actually has to go a couple inches deep yeah. into the skin. So it, it's wow. common 
that it can happen. Again, it's not like it happens Common? every single time. So this happened out of nowhere. It, it happens more than you think. Wow. But this just made like headlines because it was the Chiefs game and it happened literally right before, you know. So I feel bad for Tyrod. I feel bad for the Chargers medical staff. This is not malpractice. It's a known risk. But yes, that's what happened. We saw Justin Herbert come in. Literally no preparation. Like he probably didn't take any yeah, starter snaps in practice. No. It looked great. I, I mean, love, your guys' thoughts on his play. I love Pep Hamilton, by the way. Can we just talk about what a oh, benefit yeah. Pep Hamilton is to Justin Herbert's development in the NFL? Like that is that is yeah, so major. Um I thought that Herbert looked fantastic like eighty percent of the time in that game. He had some moments where you're like, eh, that's a rookie moment. But again, with literally no a preparation. A rookie with no first team rep. Right. No prep. Moment. Like yeah. literally no like not game planning with him, nothing. Like he he's the backup until literally thirty seconds before taking the field. I thought he did exceedingly well. Um I was excited about him, I think, more so than the two of you as a prospect coming out. I, I like the attributes that he has. Um, I think he showed that he's mobile, which is great in today's NFL. Um, he can go through progressions pretty well, and he threw some absolute lasers. So I, I think that there are some pretty big things ahead. I don't think that Tyrod's getting this job back. I, I know that we're still hearing the Anthony Lynn. Like, yeah. when he's fully healthy, if he's fully healthy, I think that he takes it back. I don't see it happening. I think that they're just probably not going to ever say that he's fully healthy <laughs> and kind of give themselves that out. And Whoops. Then Happened again. Sorry, oh, Tyra. Shucks. <laughs> and then allow Justin Herbert to, uh, to progress. But I liked him. I liked him much better for fantasy purposes for the rest of that offense, like with Austin Eckler and uh, Keenan Allen, more so than what we were seeing out of Tyrod. So I'm, uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I'm scared mainly that, they are actually going to go back to Tyrod because the, wor the the words out of Anthony Lynn's mouth immediately for the, for the first few days after the game were, Tyrod's still our starter. He's going to start next week. Bah! And then apparently yep. <laughs> he hasn't, the health has not developed well enough for that to be feasible. But if he's fully healthy again in week four, are they going to say we're going back to him? Especially if Justin Herbert has a good game this week. And if he has a bad game this week, does that even give them the, the excuse to go back to Tyrod? I really hope they don't. It would be such a bad choice. I think it's very clear they need to go to Herbert now. I I, I, oh, yeah. I don't know. And I'm hey, concerned. Tyrod Tyrod will be healthy in week four. That's the recovery timeline that we're looking at. So this week is going to tell us a lot. If, I mean, if Herbert comes out and smashes, which he's playing the Panthers, so yeah. he will. Um, I think that that staff has to go to him and it sucks because Tyrod, I feel like just gets screwed every time he gets a starting gig, but it's what's best for the team. Honestly, I, I think, and best for obviously fantasy if we're talking about the pass catcher. So I'm with you guys with that one. We'll see how he does in week three, a couple injury updates guys. And I want to talk about this more from like how do dynasty managers work around these big time injuries. Yeah. Let's talk about Saquon. We talked about the giants in general, but if you had Saquon Barkley, who's obviously done for the year, or Christian McCaffrey, high ankle sprain, you're a contender. Give me some trade targets. Who should people be going out to get to fill in some RB production this year? And why is it Devonta Freeman? I'm just kidding. Do not oh trade for Devonta Freeman. <laughs> oh, gosh. Are you talking about trading Saquon for returns that you can start or just finding a replacement for him? Either, I guess. I mean, if you're like a locked and loaded team and he was the dude and, and you have a roster that's like, man, I'm going to come out 
if I had Saquon, I'd be winning this year. I feel like you consider moving him and maybe going down a tier, knowing that yeah. maybe you, you you know you give it away for this year, but you get the championship. I'm I'm still noodling on this because I do have a couple Saquon rosters, and I'm still trying to figure out what to do with it. Like I'm I'm still perplexed because part of me thinks, well, my best chance to win this year would be to find someone that's in an absolute deep you know rebuild and send them Saquon and get some stuff back and and try to get someone to, to come in and plug and play. But I also don't want to sell him cheap. And right now everyone's trying to lower his price because they're like, well, I'm not going to get any production for a year out of him. So the price on Saquon is lower than it's ever been. So part of me in those situations is just kind of looking at it and going, I think I'll probably just ride that out and use other assets to maybe try and go acquire someone to come in to fill that RB1 situation while I've got Saquon on, on the IR until next year. The first one that comes to my mind is trying to go out and get Josh Jacobs. I freaking love Josh Jacobs. He's absolutely tearing it up. Came off a That's little a bit high of a price. It's a high price. It is. But if I'm all in right now and like I had everything set up except for not having an elite RB one. And that like after losing Saquon, then it's like, I'll pay, like I'll give up, like I'll, I'll mortgage the future. To win right now, if I have a team that is ready to do so, just needing a stud RB one to come into play. Um, so I, what I would you think... give if you were trading if you were trading Saquon to get Josh Jacobs? What would you trade? Would you expect just a, a straight up swap, or would you expect a pick and Josh Jacobs? Like, what's your what's your range on that? I would expect. Well, what I would expect is different than what other people would be willing to do. But my, I would expect I would to expect trade Saquon Barkley to get Josh Jacobs in seven firsts. In seven firsts. <laughs> I think if someone, if someone sent me Josh Jacobs and a first for Saquon right now, I would do it. I would, I would give Saquon. I would too. Or Josh Jacobs I think first. that's, yeah, I think that's kind of easy. I'm actually curious whether the person on the Jacobs side would do that. I am too. And that's why I'm saying like, they and, might just try to go, I'll do it straight up, straight across. You get Jacobs for yeah, this year and yeah. I get Saquon when he comes back. And here's the thing. I don't actually have any Saquon shares. I have some CMC shares, but so maybe this is easier for me to say. But Saquon is going to be entering his fourth season next year. This year is entirely lost. That team is still not good. I still don't trust that offense. He has to carry it next year if and when he comes back. And then, you know, running backs run out of value real fast. Yeah, I'm very Real fast. Very concerned that it is Exactly. Or Todd Gurley. Yep. So yeah. Todd Gurley, I mean, Todd Gurley feels like the comp, right? Like someone that was at the pinnacle, maybe. had a little bit of injury maybe. concern, even though he played like an entire season, but then gets cut by his team and is onto a new situation, and now he's RB like thirty fourth through through two weeks. So yeah. I think if someone is willing to pay a close to Saquon Barkley price price, like Jacobs in a first, I'm absolutely willing. I am going to ship him off. Sorry. I would bye too. bye bye bye. The other thing to consider with his injury is obviously the ACL injury. He also had a meniscus injury. That rehab takes longer to start running, cutting, jumping, please, all those things. Please hold. So, okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like people that are just like, oh, you know, tore his ACL, like no big deal. He'll come back for sure in training camp. He probably will, but it's not a guarantee. And we do know as well, meniscus injury plus ACL, higher rate of arthritis. 
again, we're talking like three, four, five years on the line. I'm not saying like, oh my God, sell him for anything, but something to consider if you're a win now team, I'm with you guys. I'm willing to do it for a guy like Josh Jacobs. Is there someone, for, is there someone that's sure. at, at, uh, like lower than Josh Jacobs? Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt in a first? I Dude, think I that people, know. I think, I think people still view Kareem Hunt as a secondary back and he is But not. I think you can get. I mean, what would you would do it for? You would get a lot on top of Cream Hump. You would get more than what you got with Jacobs. That's yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I think that would be nice. Kareem Hunt might even be able to get Kareem Hunt and another starter. Kareem Hunt, Tyler Lockett in a first and a pick. Oh yes, heck yes, yeah, I would do that. And and that might be doable because you know people see Saquon Barkley in a dynasty league and they freak out. Oh my gosh, I can have Saquon Barkley on my roster. Meanwhile, they have this guy who's theoretically the backup for the Browns. That just hung up 25 and, and they don't even last week. Exactly. Don't tell them, though, John. <laughs> and and they're willing to trade him away. Guys, if anybody watched that game, Kareem oh, so Hunt good. He's so is good. so good. He's so good. <laughs> he's... I don't, oh, my gosh. He is better yeah. than Nick Chubb, and that's not a diss on Nick Chubb. Yep. Nick Chubb is also so good, but Kareem Hunt is so freaking good. He is going to have a job for several more years, in my opinion, and he's going to do a he's going to be fantasy relevant wherever he is, because right now he's fantasy relevant as a secondary guy on a team that's not that great. So to our to our <laughs> listeners and viewers, this is what happens when um, the three of us have a full week worth of football that we're trying to catch up on together True. while also recording. Yep. Uh, so bear with us. But also, yes. is there a potential scenario where you think the Browns are setting up? Not to trade Kareem Hunt, but to trade Nick mm. Chubb. Because they gave Hunt an extension past what Chubb's yes, contract situation is. It might depend on what Baker Mayfield does. Because if Baker Mayfield properly develops, I could see that happening. But if he keeps being a middle-of-the-road quarterback and they don't ever get the stud franchise QB that they wanted, then they might just want to keep riding this double RB tandem that actually works pretty well. Yeah. Agree with you on that. Also worth noting, uh, Nick Chubb was not a first-round pick, so he does not have the fifth-year option True. Uh, at his disposal, or I guess at the Browns' disposal. Um, so, but Rashad you know, Penny was. Another year. <laughs> oh, that was fun. And Sony Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your franchises are so, so bad. No, I'm just kidding. Says uh, the Eagles right. fan. Oh, we'll, my we'll God, dude. That. We're going to get beat by the Bengals this week. Roasted. It's going to be terrible. You so are. Joe Burrow is going to carve you up. <laughs> you already got beat by the Washington like, football team. You can't thanks, really get too much Thanksgiving hey, dinner. Listen, Joe Burrow is going to be I'm like, a very objective, objective football fan, and I agree. We suck. It's bad. <laughs> I took the Bengals plus six this week, Ooh. and I took the, oh, I took yeah, the that's easy. Washington football team plus six yep. <laughs> this week, So or yep. in week one. So, hey, I'm not afraid to admit it. Uh, all right, guys, same exercise. Give me some guys you're looking at. If you're looking to replace a Cortland Sutton and AJ Brown has been out for several weeks and, and potentially could miss another week or two here. Um, dealing with the bone bruise, you know, Cortland Sutton, obviously the ACL injury. Give me a wide receiver that you're like, all right, you can plug in and be a back end wide receiver one high end wide receiver two and get me through this season to get that title. Uh, what names come to mind? Bobby trees. Always, always Bobby always trees. Good one. Forever Bobby trees. Uh, do we we think talked this... about him as well on the last show. Yes. With just the contract, the contract and like long-term yeah. stability. Yep. Love do that. we think that Stefan Diggs' price is what it should be by now after the two weeks we've seen? I, I feel like probably not. 
I don't think so. You think it, like, I think, you I think, think he's still undervalued. I think you can get it. Yes. Yeah, okay, I think probably. So he he's one I'd be pretty interested in. I like that call. I got a great name. What do you got? Allen Robinson. Yes, I love that. Ooh, I yes. That. Had a bad week last week. Honestly. Two bad weeks. I got. It's true. bad. I'm just going to stay on brand here for, for like our guys. Julio Jones. Who's battling yeah, a little Leo bit? Football Jones battling a, a bit of a an injury. Bit of a he always a is, to be fair. Always plays through it. Um, <laughs> he was a inconceivable and out of character drop on a long touchdown away from no one having any questions right now about his value and worth as hmm. a stud wide receiver. Um, Calvin yeah. Ridley is not going to continue to do what he's doing right now. I'm sorry, he's off to way too hot of a start, and it's exciting and. Kind of making me nervous because I didn't think that he'd be this good this year. Because <laughs> um, he's killing it. Hey, Calvin, can you, Calvin, uh, can can you, you chill? Calvin, can you just pump, pump the brakes, buddy? But Julio's... He had some crazy good games two years ago, he too. He did. Like he, last year. He has those, right? Like, it's kind of like the Amari yes, Cooper he does. effect. Like, he's going to go out mm-hmm. and, and have a three-touchdown game and then, like, mm-hmm. might go dry for two, three weeks. Um, so, I'm still... I'm very... I'm interested in what he's doing and I am paying attention, but it's too early for me to say everyone is right in anointing him the next Chris Godwin. But Julio Jones is still Julio Jones. And right now he's probably as cheap as he's been in the last couple of years. So that might be an interesting uh, target to go out and get if he lost four and seven. I like that call quite a bit. The ideal scenario, I think, is if you're trying to get Julio to replace one of these guys is he plays this week. Doesn't do much. Yep. Coming off a hamstring injury, he probably Ooh. maybe maybe he's a decoy this week. We don't mm. really know. If Calvin Ridley goes off for three hundred and three, yes, I yep. like it. Oh, do it, Calvin. One more say, week. Oh, more. you know, Julio, you're done. You're yep. old. Washed. You're injured. Replaced. I, I just trust Julio Jones. Yes. I mean, any other player profile, I'd be like, this is a red flag. He's been injured literally his entire career, but he he just proves science wrong. <laughs> he just plays through it. So I won't doubt him. Uh, until he's retired, honestly. So, yes, I love that call, John, for sure. The other name that comes to mind, it's been a slow start, a buy-low opportunity to replace these guys. DJ Chark, a guy yes. we were on in August. Mm. We, I mean, Gardner Minshew is putting up points like crazy. The targets well, haven't been there yet. He was. Missed last week. Well, yeah, he was. And then everyone started him <laughs> on Thursday night, including me. <laughs> and he Got just team. put up a stinker. But I still expect him to bounce back. So those are a couple of names for you guys out there if you're struggling. Speaking of the Jaguars, God, what a transition. We are on fire. How about that? Mm. Uh, James Robinson. We talked about him last week, but I just feel like we need to talk about him after that Island game on national TV. Just the PPR monster that we thought Chris Thompson was going to be is James Robinson coming out here. Here's the stat line for 2020 through three games. 43 carries. He's got over 200 yards, almost five per carry. Found the end zone three times. 11 targets. He caught 10 of those balls for 129 yards. You love to see it. Fellas, I mean, we talked about it, I think, after week one or week two. I can't remember. But we said, you know, maybe just sell, like, get a second and move on. But I don't know. I might be buying for a second. Not me. I'm still trading him away. Am I falling into the trap? You are. You're falling into the trap. I'm out of here. Okay, it's really okay. tough. We're both walking on a very, very thin fence, and w- on one side is hot, boiling lava, and the other side is a beautiful pile of clouds, and we don't necessarily know which one is itch- which, and one of us is going to fall in the lava. 
but he's an undrafted guy who was behind Raquel Armstead and Divine Zigbo on the depth chart until until they Not got good. put on COVID lists or otherwise injured. I don't know, man. And now, I don't and now the I'm GM's, to buy and now the GM's like, well, the way that he practiced was part of the decision for us cutting. Yeah, okay. Sure, buddy. Uh, That's- by the way, uh, uh, most of the Dynasty community has hated on Leonard Fournette for years for being terribly inefficient and not that great of a running back. But he great. was an RB1 every year when he was in Jacksonville. Uh, I don't know what they're doing there because they're not a very good team, but they seem to produce good running backs. I think it's still a very high possibility that once these other guys come off the depth chart, we don't really see James Robinson as an RB1 anymore. So here's here's my thought process on it. Yeah. Um, He's not an RB1. Here's, He's performing like an RB1. Just put up a 30-burger last so. night. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. He's like the number four running back or something. That's insane. <laughs> that's so silly. That's, that's, that's very silly. So here's, um, here's my kind of thought process on why I'm not buying in Dynasty. Um, because this is a team that is going to probably have a top five-ish pick in the NFL draft next year. Um, When teams are going through a rebuild and maybe there ends up being a coaching change or a front office change associated with that, um, the guys that are on the roster aren't that person's guys. They're not a my guy of that coaching regime or that that GM or or scouting staff or whatever it's going to be. I think there's an entirely realistic chance where he was an undrafted running back. And while he might be a fine fill in for this year, there's still a chance that they are probably a really good chance that they address the running back position again in the draft or in the off season next year. And he was a, becomes a one year, you know, fill in flash in the pan. That was exciting. Remember that one time kind of running back. I don't think that he's a long-term answer, so I'm not selling a future for him. If I got lucky enough to pick him up on waivers, then I'm riding it out. Or if someone's being silly enough to send me a first, which is happening around the fantasy oh, yes. community, do that. then give me the yeah, first for him first. all day long. I'll, I'll sell him to you in a heartbeat yes. for that first. And for yeah. the record, I wouldn't do it until those guys are about to come back. Like, let him have a couple more great games and then wait for Raquel to be coming off or Divine to be coming off of whatever list they're on, and then get rid of him at the highest price you will ever get for him in his entire career. Yep. All right. Thank you guys for talking me off the ledge. Yeah, don't do that. I will not be buying. Don't do that. <laughs> um, yes, I also have seen that in a couple of my leagues for a first. I mean... Wow, wow. Yeah, don't even think twice about it. Yes, trade him for a first. The, the 2021 class is going to be actually pretty nice. It's going to be real nice. Some stud wide receivers. Travis Etienne's in that class, among other guys. Ashy so, yes, Harris. please. Yes, yes, yes. Please get that 2021 first. All right. Fellas, it's time for a quick pause. A word from our sponsor. I'm talking about Thrive Fantasy. Listeners, if you like winning money, which I'm a huge fan of, I mean, it's one of my favorite things, mm-hmm. uh, and playing DFS, also betting player props, which I read up on the Patreon page for Ball Blast Football each week, this is the site for you. Go to your app store, download Thrive Fantasy. When you do, deposit 20 bucks, a minimum. You can deposit more if you want. Enter the code BALLBLAST, all one word. They're going to match your deposit up to 50 bucks. And it's a great deal because what you do, I mean, Ooh. guys, the lines are they're pretty soft. I'm not going to lie. Like, really? I've been winning quite a bit. It's pretty nice. good. So check it out. Thrive Fantasy. 
when you do it, you can enter different contests. So it's kind of like a good mix between DFS and player props and fantasy in general. So it combines everything into one place. I love it. Check out Thrive Fantasy. Code ball Is this the one that had the silly Jonathan Taylor line last weekend? Or was that everywhere? <laughs> no. That was everywhere. Okay. And that was the easiest bet I've ever made. I wish that yeah. betting was legal in Arizona <laughs> because I was looking at that going, you mean in the first half? Like, there, there's yeah. no 56 chance. 56 and a half rushing yards was the line. Are you kidding Stupid. me? Oh, my gosh. Stupid. I should have put more on it. That's my only regret. All right. Moving on. Stock up, stock down. We're looking at the dynasty landscape. We're all going to pick one player. Tell us why the stock is up or down. And we're all looking. I mean, I'm looking at the show doc right now. We're all very optimistic, it looks like. I'm going to kick it over to Johnny Pooh on this one. John, who's your player? Stock up, stock down. Yeah, I am going uh, stock up in a big way. Um, in the offseason, we had several conversations about how we don't like wide receivers that are changing teams. We don't like it without having a preseason, with all of the COVID shenanigans that are taking place. Um, there are two wide receivers that are proving us both foolishly wrong on that account so far. But the one that I'm going to talk about is DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I so wildly regret fading this man coming to Arizona. I was, I was looking at the scenario and going, I love this for the long term, and I think that they're going to get it. Like, I think it's going to click and he's going to return to fantasy glory and it's going to be wonderful, but not in 2020. There's no way there's no chance. He hasn't had any work with Kyler Murray. Hasn't been able to get on the same page with him. It's a new scheme. It's a new uh, playbook with new language and, and new everything. And all that he did was come out in the first week and set a career high in receptions with 14. And then come out last week against a uh, Washington defense, which has been surprisingly good so far through the early part of the season, um, and put up another eight receptions and a touchdown. So he looks locked and loaded as a wide receiver one with the wide receiver one upside um, over the course of this season. He is absolutely smashing, and he's doing this early in the season with Kyler. Give them six weeks. Like, once they actually are able to get some of the kinks that they still have ironed out, oh, my goodness. Like, this is already the best fantasy quarterback wide receiver duo in the NFL. Whoa, let's go. Whoa. For Johnny. fantasy or overall? I I said fantasy, but I'll take overall. I think it's the best quarterback wow. wide receiver duo in the NFL. Oh, that's a lot to unfold. I, but I agree. Stock For fantasy, yeah. I like it. Because, yeah. yeah, because that's that was the narrative, right? Like changing teams, who knows? Target Lots share pieces, with yeah. Deshaun Watson. Is he going to hit that? Uh, the answer is yes. My God, it is beautiful. Can we get a can um, we get just a yeah, short I mean, video offense. clip that we just take it out of bets? Just saying, is he gonna hit that? Because I need that <laughs> in a gif. I need to just pull that out and, and use that. All is he, the gonna, time. Hit is he that? gonna hit that? Come on, <laughs> amazing gold. The answer is yes. Gold. He's gonna hit that. Um, but man, Cliff Kingsbury's system yeah. is gold. I mean, the so pace. Good. Okada, I just you got Kyler. I, I want to give I, I want to give Okada just like forty five seconds of Kyler Murray love because I know that he's just. Oh, I know you're aching right now to to do that. 
I, I mean, listen. hey, before you, before you do that, reminder, he plays the Lions oh. this week. Uh, sorry, Lions oh. fans, you're about to get destroyed. Get wrecked. <laughs> listen, I wanted to put him in this uh, section of the show, John, but they're like his stock for me was already so high that I can't really say his stock is up. But, oh my goodness, it looks so good out there. I, okay, the best quarterback-wide receiver duo combo thing that you mentioned, for fantasy, I don't even know if it's that arguable. For real NFL, I think it's pretty yeah, arguable. Yeah, there's some, there's some other got, options. like Rodgers, Adams, yeah. Breeze, Thomas. But I don't think it's at arguable at all that this is the most fun and exciting duo yes. in the entire NFL. For sure. Kyler... I would watch him over any other player in any other game. I don't care who he's playing. If it's the Lions, if it's the Washington team, if it's the Jets, let me watch Kyler in a game against a terrible opposite team and just revel in his beauty. There's a a quarterback in the Pacific Northwest that they're finally opening up the floodgates for as well. Okay, yeah. He's great, but he's not as fun as Kyler because he can't run like Kyler. That's true. Lamar is also up there, to be fair, but right. Kyler is awesome. I he's, love had, point remains. he's had like three ridiculous runs already in the first yes. two weeks where yeah. you're watching O'Connor will text me and be like, you're in Arizona. Did you just see that Kyler run? And I'll be like, mm-hmm. I sure did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, Super <laughs> Mario hitting the star. And here we go. Yep. Yeah. No, they look great together. He and Dondre Hopkins just absolutely crushing every single week um and by the way i mean this week if you're playing dfs the the kyler hopkins stack going up against the lions yeah. give me a wow, wow. break yes they're gonna smash wow wow all right okada we are gonna keep it here we just talked about kyler even though it felt like we <laughs> did it. it felt like we were kind of like moving away from hop and talking about kyler both stocks are up by the way uh we're gonna talk about another quarterback Hit me, Okada. Who is mm. stock up for you? Yeah, uh, actually, arguably the second most exciting quarterback to watch in the entire NFL right and now. Also, with a listen, wide guys, that changed teams. Yes, yeah. also a very good duo. If you told me <laughs> what a silly that narrative. after week two, Josh Allen would have seventy-six rushing yards and a rushing touchdown, I would have said, "Of course he would." That makes perfect sense. What? What? That's not surprising at all. Sure. On track for six hundred yards. Touchdown every other game. That sounds exactly like Josh yep. Allen. That sounds lovely. Thank you for this useless information. What a great low-end quarterback one. Right? Perfect. Yeah. Thank you for the Wait a minute. Score. You're telling me that he's also thrown 727 yards <laughs> most in the NFL and six touchdowns through the air? What is happening in Buffalo? This is... For me, without doubt, the craziest storyline of the first two weeks. That this team that has been the most boring, defensive, pound-the-rock, terrible quarterbacks team for I don't even know how many years. I can't remember the last time they had a really good quarterback. Maybe not ever. I don't... Not in our lifetime. No. Yeah. No. John Kelly. Kelly, Like, literally. Exactly. You have to go back to guys like Jim Kelly. He oh, is... no, I got one. I got one. I got one. Nathan Peterman. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What about... Uh, that was exciting for about, another reason. What about reason. Ty God? They had a, a Ty God Taylor up there. No. <laughs> as boring as you can get. Josh Allen <laughs> is absolutely crushing yes. in both phases of the game. And by the way, this is something we're just now need to get used to, is that, you know, back in the days of Michael Vick and even Cam Newton, rushing was great for fantasy because rushing points count for a lot of rushing sure. points. 
they, they just count for more. What we're seeing now, and I think it's just the trend of the NFL in general, is that rushing is unlocking passes. We've seen it with Lamar, who was, you know, not even is still not the greatest technical passer, but last year led the league in passing touchdowns and was a MVP level passer because his rushing unlocked it. This year with Kyler Murray, we just talked about it, and with Josh Allen, the the pressure that it puts on defenses just opens up the entire game, and Josh Allen is taking major advantage of it. And listen, like I, I said I couldn't pick Kyler because his stock couldn't go up. Josh Allen was pretty high stock for all of us. I think we had him around QB7, 6 in yeah, Dynasty. Right yeah, QB6 or 7. But if this keeps up, which it looks like it very well might, because Stefan Diggs is there now, he has a real weapon. We're talking top three. It, it, you know, it's the Mahomes, Lamar, Kyler, and Josh Allen group. Russell Wilson. That might be a tier right now. Yes, Russell Wilson's probably in that tier. Dude, I don't. Been, I'm still like, not fully convinced that he keeps us up. Two weeks. Like I don't know what more yes, you want to see out of the guy. Yeah, no, no. Listen, he has been he the best quarterback in the league your for two weeks. Defensive but player John, of the year. he has always been the best quarterback in the league, and the Seahawks still managed to squander it frequently yeah. so i'm still holding out a little bit of pause on whether russ keeps this up for the record if he does keep it up he's winning mvp almost without question Please. but he manages to not do that every year so maybe it won't happen but in any case josh allen top end qb now in that tier i think that might just be all one large tier at this point to be honest and as stefan digs with him as well we talked about it when i said who are you gonna you know ship off uh Cortland sutton for Stefan Diggs, I might even put them in. I might even like Diggs over Sutton. So, probably do, actually. Based on quarterback play that we've seen I'll... so far from Josh Allen, yeah, I think that Diggs is above Cortland Sutton right yeah. now, even if Cortland Sutton's fully healthy. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love Josh Allen. I'm just going to put this out there, and I'm not putting it as like a counterpoint. Uh-huh. I would like to see him, moving forward, continue to do what he did because he played the Dolphins and the Jets. But to be fair, that is a consideration. Regardless, I'm with you though. Like, I mean, the Bills. Here's here's a stat for you guys. Okay, the Bills, the Bills, who have ranked top six in rushing attempts for four straight years, have run the eighth fastest play pace when leading in 2020. When they're winning, mm. they're putting your their foot on the opponent's throat and saying you're done. They keep going, which I love. Then they rank fifth in neutral situation pass rate. That is not the Bills of the last decade. This is a new Bills team opening up Josh Allen, letting him do his thing. It's great. I'm with you, man. Stock up for sure. And I just want to, like, I mean, it's it's week three, but whatever. I'm just going to take a victory lap. I wrote up an article preseason. These are the players to put a bet on to win MVP. The two yes. guys I put the most on, Russell Wilson and Josh Allen. I remember this. Let's go. I am very, very, very excited with the way yeah. things have gone in the first two weeks. Let's keep it Love up. It. Uh, that is way too early for a victory lap, but I'm going to do it anyway. All right. My guy that's stock up, guys. I mean, we talked about it a little bit in the offseason. There's been some buzz, and people are on him already. But I feel like the value is just not even close to where it actually should be. It's Deontay Johnson. Yes. The stock mm. is rising. 50-plus yards and a touchdown in six straight games. He's got 34% of Big Ben's air yards. He has 32% of the targets through two weeks. And listen. I still love Juju. Juju is still great. But Deontay Johnson, what he showed me last year with the laughing stock of the league at the quarterback <laughs> position in Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph, 
to succeed and then come out and say, okay, if we get this guy a good quarterback, look at what he can be, which is a wide receiver one. So yeah, you know, to me, like it's okay to buy a player on the way up. You need to do it with Deontay Johnson before it's too late. And I want to also put out real quick a, a quote from Brooke Pryor, who follows the the team, a beat reporter on Twitter. She was talking about this connection between Big Ben and Deontay Johnson. And she said, you know, in practice, like there was a goal of Big Ben. And he said, I'm going to come out and try to get the ball to Deontay as much as possible. Johnson said, mostly, this is a quote, mostly every play, the ball was coming my way. I really had to make sure I was getting out of my breaks on time and quote. He's going to smash this week, guys, and I'm, I'm just really excited. So before Sunday kickoff, go trade for Johnny Johnson. <laughs> and who do they, Fellas, and who your do they play again this week? Week three? Oh, they have Houston. Oh, that's right. Oh, boy. Smash oh, no. spot for that offense. Yeah, 100%. that is going to be rough. Houston, by the way, lowest point differential in the entire league through two weeks. Which is amazing. You hate to see it for B.O.B. It's almost Not like he good. made a bunch of bad decisions in the offseason that are coming back to hurt this team. Huh. Uh, this is a pretty good call. Listen, this this team, we, we all said it in the offseason that what we saw last year is not at all what it was going to be this year. And we are seeing it play out. Big Ben is thriving. Deontay is thriving. Juju has still been good. Connor. James Connor was a very, very good. Yeah, last week. Every this entire offense is humming, and I think that it can all be fantasy relevant. So and I guess the only question is, do you have to give up a first to get Deontay Johnson? Yeah. Yep. Do you have to give up more than a first? I would give a first and a second to get Deontay Johnson. Wow. All right. All I right. mean, like you just look at these receivers that excel in college, right? In the kickoff, like kick return, punt return game, and. Mm-hmm. It just translates, and dude, we just get, the guy that produces with Duck Hodges is the guy I want on my team. So, yeah, man, I'm in on Deontay for sure. All right, boys, we are looking towards week three. We did this last week. I think it was a fun exercise. Give me what you're watching for in week three. One headline, one player, one whatever. What are you looking for in week three? John, back to you, man. Okay, here's my headline. What the bleep is going on with Kirk Cousins? <laughs> Last week I don't was know. one of the most <laughs> atrocious bad. quarterback outings I've seen in a while. Probably by far the worst of his career. 42.3% completion percentage. Only 113 wow. yards. Zero tutties. Three interceptions. A quarterback rating oh. of 15.9. New. Oh. You hate to see it. What? You- in no. the world is going on. You have an offense with Dalvin Cook, oh. Adam Thielen. You've got two tight ends that are serviceable. Um, and by the way, if I'm remembering offhand, Kyle Rudolph got blinked. I don't think he had a catch in that game. Um, it, it was just absolutely disgusting. This is an offense that we have uh, learned to trust in recent years as being like an above average offense, not with like the explosive ceiling of some of the others, but one where you're like week in and week out, they're probably going to perform with the weapons they have. And Kirk Cousins is serviceable and has a good completion percentage and doesn't turn the ball over. And they're able to run the ball really, really well. And then they put up this absolute flaming pile of a week. It was the worst thing. Like I'm so confused by it. Like I like the Colts defense I think they're I think they're an underrated bunch and, and I was excited about them coming into the year and they're a defense where I'm going, okay, 
other than the Vikings, they've got a pretty good, like, first five to six weeks for, for streaming purposes. I didn't think that they put up, like, 25 fantasy points on the Vikings. Like, it was ridiculous. But I am so concerned right now about that offense based on what we saw to Kirk Cousins last week. Are they going to be able to get this together this week? I don't know. They, they have a middle-of-the-road defense uh, that they're going against in Tennessee, um, who's got a they've got a pretty good front with the addition of Jadavion Clowney, um, pretty underrated secondary as well. I, I, are they going to be able to right this ship, or if they put up another just absolute clunker of a week on offense, is it like full on red alert, sell, 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 sell on this offense, like it is abandoned ship time, and, and we all just run away like rats from the sinking ship. I don't know what is going on, but I need to see Kirk Cousins with a rebound game. I like that call because I mean, I'm going to put the statement out there and it might kind of sound like way too over the top, but you could argue Kirk Cousins played at a top five level last year. Like he was really, really good from an NFL perspective, Mm -hmm. put them in good positions to win. I mean, Obviously, it took him to the playoffs, Beat won the a playoff game. Like yep. It was good. Right, exactly. And, yeah, man, I I don't know. It does not look good. Stefan Diggs apparently is better than Ola B.C. Johnson. Who would have Shut thought? Up. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm super nervous. And the other thing, too, is just like that secondary is bottom three yes. in the league. It is so bad. They lost their three starting cornerbacks last year, and they weren't even good last year. So... Yeah, it's it's bad, and it's just putting Kirk Cousins in a position where it's like, all right, you have to throw. Um, good luck. And, yeah, it's it's been atrocious. So I'm with you. I need to see a bounce back there for sure. But Without anything else with that one? One thing I just want to add on to that. Nothing has With the it. defense being as bad as they are, this, this team has been predicated on playing really, really good defense and then having, like, a quote-unquote mm. game manager quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over and is efficient and leads them down and they run the ball and they score points that way with their defense being bottom three in the entire NFL right now. Yep. um, And it's, you're making it be Kirk cousins with only Adam Thielen. Justin Jefferson hasn't really come on yet. Um, That's not a good recipe for that team. They're looking like they could be the bottom dwellers in the NFC North. Um, right now, and then they got to go against the Titans this week, and, and I just think that Derrick Henry is going to pound the ball at them about thirty times, and uh, yeah, it's it's not going to not going to be good. Yeah, All right, Okada, over to you, man. What are you watching for in week three? So, I'm what I wrote in the doc is I'm watching two running backs on the same team. I might actually just be watching the whole team, but I'll stick. I'll focus in on the running backs. It is the Chargers. Going up against the Carolina Doo-Doo Butters. Oh my gosh, is their defense bad? And listen, we said it was going to be bad, but this is next level. I just have to throw this out there. PPR fantasy points allowed just in the running back position. The the best team in the league is the Ravens. They've allowed 12.6 over the first two games combined. The Panthers have allowed 46. Yikes. It is not good out there. (laughs) Not good. So we're gonna see Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly, who, by the way, oh, it's it's looking love us and Josh Kelly. We we may have said a thing or two about Josh Kelly. Not a bit of thing. Just saying. Uh, Victory (laughs) lap. Um, 
Now, now, what's interesting about this is that I'm not looking to see if they can do well. I know they're going to do well. In fact, I think they're both going to do well. What I want to see is what this offense does, especially with Herbert starting with a week of planning now, against a team that they can do whatever they want against, because I think that that might tell us what they want yeah. to do moving forward. We have not seen either of these guys get targeted very much yet. They have both gotten a lot of carries. In fact, they both have exactly 35 carries, which is pretty okay. fun. Uh, they're both they're both averaging over 80 scrimmage yards a game. Nice. Uh, Eckler has a butt ton. But they've only scored one touchdown between them, and they have not gotten a lot of receptions. I want to see what the Chargers deem the best game plan or the ideal situation or what happens late in the game when they're winning. Does it become the entire Joshua Kelly show? Does Eckler still involved? Now they can do whatever they want. Do they start getting these guys involved in the passing game? Does Herbert involve them in the passing game because he's had a week to prep with them, whereas previously he didn't? I want to see all that pans out because if it goes, like, the bar has to be set very, very high. But if they get even higher above that bar, the Panthers bar, I'm going to view this as a Chubb Hunt light situation moving forward, potentially. Or even just a Melvin Gordon Austin Eckler from the past couple years kind of situation where I'm willing to start these guys, both of them maybe, on a weekly basis. One of them at least in the flex and the other one in an RB2 or RB1 spot, depending on what kind of league you're in. Please keep Herbert. Please. I beg you. (laughs) And I will also be watching how all the pass catchers play out with a week of playing with Herbert. So I'm super interested to watch this team in general, but especially the running backs. For sure. I like it. Um, Josh Kelly outtouched Austin Eckler last week, which was kind of surprising. But yeah, I think they have a I mean, 50-50 split, and it's working. They're using them both a ton, so I'm excited to watch them as well. Yes, it's a, it's a great matchup. I think that Josh well. Kelly I think that right, Josh boys, Kelly's talk- even more run than we thought that he would. Like, we thought that he might have a nice yeah. little oh, yeah. role. Especially this yeah, early. Especially this early. We thought he might have a nice little role, right? 8-12 to 12 carries a game, something like that. Um, yep. I didn't expect this to be a 50-50 split on the carries, and I'm very concerned about Austin Eckler in terms of where he went. Um, if you drafted him as your RB1, I'm a little nervous, uh, to be honest. Week two is better. <laughs> better. Yeah, it's like it's still early. Let's let's see how it goes. But uh, it's definitely a situation to monitor right now for sure. Yep. All right, guys. We talked about this player. I feel like every time we hopped on the mic, pretty much, <laughs> we talked about which quarterback is going to smash, and we all said Matthew Stafford. If you're talking redraft leagues, is the late round quarterback you want this year? Well, if you're looking at the box score, you might be like, "There's idiots on the red shirts pile. Like they, just, they don't know suck. anything." Uh, he's just an average, like middling quarterback too. Why would you want that? Well, there is a man who is very good at playing wide receiver in the league. His name is Kenny Galladay. And he is coming back this week, and I'm very excited about it because our evaluation of Matthew Stafford was assuming Kenny Galladay is on the field because he is a difference maker, and when he plays, Marvin Jones gets better, and when those two are better, Matthew Stafford is a top 10 quarterback for fantasy. So I want to see Matthew Stafford in his first game come out and smash with Kenny Galladay back on the field. Last year with Kenny G in the lineup, Matthew Stafford's pass attempts of 20-plus yards downfield the percentage was 23%, first in the league. Daryl Bevel was letting him chuck it deep. That's what he does well. And then without you know Kenny G, it's like, all right, well, 
Let's keep the game close. Let's pull it, you know, let's pull back the reins. Stafford, just 10% of his throws past 20 yards downfield, which is not great if you're looking at fantasy, right? So, yeah, I want to see those two together. I think it's a bounce back spot for Matthew Stafford. He's going up against Kyler and the Cardinals, so you expect them to have to put up points. I'm very excited. I think, you know, in a super flex league, if you are struggling for a quarterback two, uh, heck, a quarterback one, now's the time to get Matthew Stafford. So I'm looking forward to that matchup in week yeah. three. And by the way, they lost both of the first two weeks. They dropped a terrible comeback oh, allowed to the Bears swift, in week buddy. one. And then they got crushed by the Packers in week two. So this plan is not working. So nope. maybe they maybe they will take a little lesson from that. Get Galladay back and go back to what they were doing last year when Stafford was that destroyed. That DeAndre Swift drop broke my freaking heart. Mm. Like I was, I was so Rough. sad. I was watching it live, and I, I was, I was very, very hurt. And I feel so bad for him. Um, but I'm with you. I, I think that we need to see Stafford on the bounce back trail. Um, Arizona defense has not really been that uh, easy to move the ball against so far early this season, though. I think that he's got a decent little test on his hands, so we'll see how that goes. But I agree with Kenny Galladay coming back and, and uh, how that's going to impact the offense. I think this could be a low-key shootout. So? Oh, I don't know. I don't 100%. know what the line is, bets, but yeah, dude, it's like one of like it's like the top three highest lines. Okay, good. On the weekend, probably All because right, Vegas is pretty probably shootout because sure. people are looking at this going, well, Arizona is going to drive the score up. Um, on that terrible defense early in offense. So it's going to have to be Matt Stafford chucking it to Kenny Galladay and company. Yep, I can see it. Yeah, I can totally see that happening. It would be a really nice bounce back effort. For fantasy purposes, I don't think they're going to be able to pull off the win. But for fantasy, I think that Stafford's got a a pretty good situation to be in a good game script for him to air it out. They are not going to pull off the win. (laughs) Considering they're playing the future NFC West champions. Hashtag called it. Oh, nope. get in my face, John. Get in my face. We'll see. Russell Wilson might have something to say about that. That's going to be a uh, great game, out of his by the way. Bro, when, when are they playing? Yeah. That's it. Oh, the Dallas, Dallas and Seattle Seattle's game? Much yes. Much. No, well, yes, that that too. But I was talking about when do these two teams uh, week play. Six, week seven. seven. It's uh, Thursday Night Football. Also, also week 11. No, oh, week 11 week is the primetime prime okay. game. But week seven, they play as well. Cardinals, Seahawks. Those are going to be some yes, fun games. Wait. You have, yes. Oh my yeah, goodness. Cool, buddy. Get your popcorn. Well, you see, this is what happens because we look forward to these crazy matchups and then we're like, oh man, it's already week eight. What happened? No. <laughs> we just look forward. Stay so, yeah, away, Russell week and three. Kyler. We'll, we'll enjoy week three. We'll get to that matchup at the time. But yes, boys, I'm very excited. Fellas, just, great show tonight. Uh, Okada, did you have something else to add there? You, you well, stroked the mustache like you were yeah, like, going to drop listen, a little tip there. I just there. have a note for our young listeners who don't Ooh. know what's coming. When you start to get older, time goes by so freaking fast, man. God, does it ever. We are not even in our 30s yet, and I feel like each day is tw- two <laughs> hours long, mostly, John. It is John's terrible. Like 38. So enjoy 30, your youth while you can. <laughs> That's all I have yeah, to say about no, that. Definitely. Um, I turn 29 next Wednesday, and like, it's not even on my radar. Like, I'm just like, oh, yeah. My birthday. Yeah, it just doesn't. It just That's doesn't matter fun. anymore. <laughs> I was I was that yeah, way about no, my birthday too. I was like, nope. eh, okay, well, when someone asks me, I have to Another remember day. a new number. That's basically <laughs> what it comes down to at this point. True. 
true debt. Listeners, we're out of here. Enjoy week three. Look for these headlines. Go trade for those players we talked about. I feel like, guys, I mean, I don't, I don't want to take a victory lap, but like, what a great show. I feel like there was just so much information here. Pretty Hopefully you guys good. are liking it. If you are liking it, please drop that rating and review in your podcast app. Mm. It would help us out a ton. Of course, check out Patreon, patreon.com slash ballblast. Follow us on Twitter at RedshirtsFFPod. Okada is at Matt Okada. John is at DynastyBeard. I'm at the Fantasy PT. We'll be back next week. Until then, you're the Richards. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out BallBlastFootball.com for all things fantasy football.